Hey folks, as of midnight June 12, 2023, SAG-AFTRA is on strike, joining the already striking WGA on the picket lines. Yep, the AMPTP refuses to give a fair deal to not only the writers, but now the actors. No actors, no writers. The ding-dongs like Bob Iger and David Zaslav think you can just make shows and movies with computers instead of trained professionals. The AMPTP want to starve SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. They want them to lose their homes. They want to destroy the unions, their bank accounts, can continue to swell. See, all CEOs, all capitalists, all corporate whores, not just in Hollywood, but on Main Street and Wall Street too, they hate unions. And you're going to be hearing stuff out of the strike and you're going to be thinking to yourself, uh-huh, that sounds like my industry, my job. Oh, it sounds like that because it's the same. Actors, writers, truck drivers, electricians, they're all workers. We are all workers. And we're all entitled to the fruits of our labor. The bosses think that they're entitled to it. They're not. This is a historic work stoppage. The Actors Union and the Writers Union haven't been on strike together since 1960. That industry-wide shutdown created the residual payment system so that actors, writers, and directors could finally participate in the profits that their hard work continued to generate for the studios through reruns and stuff like that. Back then, television was pretty new, and labor knew that they would get hosed by the bosses with new technology. So to get a fair deal, they went on strike. Sound familiar? It should. Streaming residuals, new tech. Generative AI, new tech. The bosses are looking to hose the workers again. And us, the audience. People always joke, oh, Hollywood hasn't made anything good in the last 10 years anyway, so who cares? Bullshit. Without unions, everything that you watch would look like the trash student films that JP and I made in college. Hey, hold on. The Killers was the bomb. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. But everything else. Yeah, okay. Unions are your friend. In Hollywood, on Main Street, at school, at the factory. The CEOs are not. They'd replace you in a fucking second with a robot or a computer or one of those, like, naughty drinking bird things, like in the that Simpsons episode. They do that without a second thought about your kid's dinner or your mortgage or your health insurance. Yeah. You want to automate everything? Fine. Give us universal health care. Give us universal basic income. Give us free college. Give us government subsidized housing. No? Don't want to do that? Then give the workers a fair deal, you greedy jagoffs. Well, hey, you know what? Give labor a fair deal and then do all that other shit anyways. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, if you can support not only the Striking Guild members, but the other film and TV pros who are affected, pass along a gift at entertainmentcommunityfund.org. Solidarity forever. Workers of the world unite. Hey, uh, do you know who the SAG president was in 1960? Uh, who? Uh, known union hero, Ronald Reagan. Motherfucker! Fucker. Okay, yeah, yeah. Good old union-busting Ronnie Reagan. Yeah, that's what he's known for. Oh, man. You know, he used to be a liberal Democrat back in the day, back when he was SAG president. And then somewhere along the line, the corporations got to his brain, and then it all started to melt. Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. Hey, I'm J.P. Russell, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who wipes the blood off before he comes in the house, Adam Busher. That's right. Be wiping blood. I'm wiping cum. I'm wiping it all, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Adam. Yeah? We have fan mail. What? 
We have actual mail. Hell yeah. For a while, I was just thinking maybe our email didn't work. Um, <laughs> friend of the show, Tim, wrote us an email here regarding... Uh, well, here, should I, should I just read it? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Good afternoon, Lost Heads. What you're describing is a dilutant, dilutant, <laughs> he spells it out phonetically because he knows I'm an idiot, <laughs> to make medication more shelf-stable, it will go through a... Oh, boy, he didn't fucking spell out this one, though. Lifohilization process of freeze drying. Once that process is completed, it is shipped out to doctor's offices, who will then use the dilutant to reconstitute the medication into a liquid form and make it RTU, ready to use. Hopefully this helps. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Have a great day. Tim, I have two things to say about that. One, thank you for being more knowledgeable than our goofy asses. Yeah, thanks. And two, Tim. I have no recollection of what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I am pretty sure that he is referencing uh, the conversation that you, me, and J uh, John Weiss had about the lab when uh, Juliet's ex-husband was about to bang that tramp. And yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure I'm positive that he's referring to a conversation we had. The problem is we turn off this mic and I forget everything we <laughs> talked about. But that's what Gill Gilligan noticed that the uh, the label said, that's not medicine. That's a dilutant. And we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Gilligan, sure. what are you talking about? <laughs> Tim, thank you for being smarter than us. Yep. Uh, today, we're talking about House of the Rising Sun, the sixth episode of season one and the sixth episode of Lost. Overall, our centric characters, everyone's favorite reluctant dog trainer, Sun <clears throat> Quan. House of the Rising Sun takes place on the seventh day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam. Mm-hmm. Do you have a recap? I certainly do. Do it, please. It's cuffing season! <laughs> On the island, the survivors are thirsty, so it's up to Jack Shepard and Kate Austin to bring 32 gallons of water back to the beach. That's only about 130 pounds each. I'm sure Kate can carry her own body weight in water. <laughs> Along for the ride are John Locke and Charlie Pace, who seemingly never planned on helping with the whole water thing. No. And in the before time, Sun Hua Paik and Jin Su Kwan hope to move Ooh. forward into wedded bliss together. Hopefully one of them won't transform into some sort of violent enforcer for Sun's father and derail their plans for a simple life of not hiding Jin's father and not cheating with Jay Lee and not secretly learning English and not traumatizing a young child by beating the Secretary of Environmental Safety slash her father almost to death in front of her. <sighs> hey, JP, do you know any good interior <laughs> Designers, it's House of the Rising Sun here on Lost on Lost. Hopefully, you know that old chestnut. <laughs> JP. Yeah. We have a guest. What? Yeah. We should welcome back to the show just one classy broad, Kim Davis. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't bring the one classy broad with me, so you're stuck with me. For the for the fourth time back on the podcast, but it's been almost a year, so I don't know what that says about us or you. Or anything, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah last October, uh, Kim, you joined us for In Translation, uh, and prior to that, Trisha Tanaka is dead, and, uh, and found. Um, so you've been around. You've been uh, you've been doing the show quite a bit here, but what have you been doing since uh, in translation? What have you been watching? What have you been uh, what have you been up to? I've been watching Ted Lasso, of course. <laughs> sure, I was no gonna spoilers. say you talked about that last time, and mm -hmm. it's now done. It's now done. Yeah. yeah, no spoilers, but I cried a lot. 
You cry watching Lost. I saw you cry at a turkey club sandwich once. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I do cry easy. I'm pretty cool, but I cry a lot. Which isn't a dig or a, a slam. People should be allowed to cry at turkey club sandwiches and television and whatever else makes them happy yeah. slash sad. I was also watching Shrinking. Yep, that's really good. Which had a fun cliffhanger. Yeah, I've I've watched some shrinkage before too. <laughs> <laughs> shrinking shrinking is really good though. If people have it's so good. Apple TV Plus. Yeah, it's real good. Okay, y'all want to do it? Yeah, want to talk about Lost? Let's talk about Lost. Let's do it. Lost. All right. Uh, House of the Rising Sun originally aired on October 27, 2004. It was written by Javier Griot Markswatch and was directed by Michael Zinberg. Javier likes to observe his friend, write on time pieces belonging to 19th century German philosophers. That's right. Markswatch likes to watch Marx, 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 watch. Um, and Michael <laughs> Zinberg directed one episode of the Michael J. Fox show. <laughs> Jeepers. I just want you to know how much I appreciated that joke. <laughs> <laughs> really and Javier's out here too, spilling the beans on uh, on the old uh, toxic work environment that Lost Fuck was yeah, back is. in the day. You know, speaking truth to power, always one of my favorite writers on the show, and uh, even more so now. So, hell yeah, love Javier uh, here on Lost on Lost. Uh, I drink, drink. Um, it's Sun's Eye. Yeah, she's on the beach. She's smelling some flowers. Gin's out cashing fish. Uh, he's still in like trousers and a button up in the water. And I'm like, my dude, it's day seven. It's time for jorts and tank tops. Like, let's go. Do that thing where you cut off trousers. And so like you kind of look like a punk skater. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> Skitching onto the beach. <laughs> Just Superman players screaming in the background. Sun is still in her clothes, too. But I mean, I guess Which she's bummer, not but... fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just let's just real quick talk about how hot they are, real quick, so we don't have to get sidetracked a thousand times throughout this episode. Sun, Sun, and Jin are very, very hot. They're both very yeah. hot. Good looking. That is couple. one of my notes. Literally, yeah. they're such a hot couple. Right. So, audience at home, assume assume we know because we do. They're they're fucking dummy hot, and the three of us are so goddamn thirsty. Uh, it'd make you go blind <laughs> if you were here with us. So. <laughs> I recently saw Daniel Day came in a Lexus commercial, and I've... you since bought a Lexus? Yeah, I've, I've bought, I keep buying one every day of the week. <laughs> hoping that he's going to be in the car. Um, <laughs> so, Jack and Kate are flirting about uh, his tattoo. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> we have Correct. to rewind a little bit first, but then also oh. the tattoo. I have so many more notes before then already. Oh, really? <laughs> You're like, nothing happened. I know, but my first note is top button slut. What? Yeah, top button slut. <laughs> what does that mean? Son had to. Jin gets mad because Son's top button is undone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh. And she's wearing a sweater, and it's probably like a million right. degrees it's out. Ninety fucking degrees out. Yeah. And then I also have Michael must be awful at charades. Oh yeah. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> trying to talk to like it's a good thing Son understands English because like there was no way she was getting anything out of that. Sure. And. I love Jin. I love him. Right. But sir, your father is a fisherman. That is the fakest fish catching I have ever seen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it looks pretty fake, but he does catch a fish with his bare yeah. with his bare fucking hands. Oh yeah. I'd have just starved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tattoos. <laughs> oh yeah. No. No, the flirting is 
What's the dumb? easiest way to describe it? Gross. Yeah, dumb. That's a good one. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's it's why we had to have Stranger in a Strange Land. <laughs> Right, excuse me. That's why we were fortunate enough to have Stranger in a Strange Land. <laughs> I forgot I like that one. Um, yeah, and it's just like, oh, I never thought you'd be a tattoo guy. And it's yeah. like, what is? Shut up! What are you? What are these hardcore spinal surgeons? Keep you freaking right? I was like, hardcore. He's probably got fucking SpongeBob tattoos. Like, what? Just because you have a tattoo does not mean you are hardcore. Right. Yeah. I had a goddamn drill sergeant who, on the back of his leg had a tattoo of the three penguins from the Madagascar <laughs> franchise. I want to be his friend. <laughs> I, you don't. He's a weird fucking guy. And he's killed people. <laughs> My that God. Checks. That's amazing. He also had a New Jersey accent. I was like, oh, you're from the East Coast? He's like, no, I'm actually from <laughs> Illinois. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, God, um, Ch Charlie comes over and he's like, when you guys are done Ugh. doing whatever you're doing, <laughs> we need to go somewhere. <laughs> Didn't he use the word copulating? Yeah, he, he yeah. said he said yeah. verbally copulating. He, he, he called them on their goofy, flirty bullshit. When you guys are when you guys are done verbally copulating, I don't know how to do a Manchester accent. Uh, That's pretty good. <laughs> It's not bad. It was an accent. Um, yeah, but I my note is, oh shit, I'm on Charlie's side for <laughs> once, right? Yeah, for real. But also, like, you get crashed on a desert island. Mm. How many days till you start flirting shamelessly with someone? I feel like for me, it's longer than seven. That shamelessly, mm. definitely I'm, longer than seven. I'm more subtly, like maybe. <laughs> more more subtly, maybe. I think I would have been doing it like mid crash. <laughs> You're like, I did it as soon as we boarded the plane. Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby, they call me the Titanic. You want to know why? I've gone down on a lot of Irish immigrants. Say, hey, you want to do this? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Locke's waiting, and they're going to yeah. go into the woods. Yeah, <laughs> Dad is waiting patiently to, for the older brother to collect the kids and go on this family uh, fucking fishing trip or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've got to go get water. That, yeah, they're like, we're going to get yeah. water. Let's go get your fucking bottles and your bullshit and whatever. And then, then Jin catches a fish, and he brings it over, and he, like, pounds it on something, and that makes Sun have a flashback. So she's gabbing with the girls, um, and uh, this, yeah, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I put my hand up to stop him. We got to comment on the dress. This is the first thing. Oh. It is so sexy. Uh, yeah. It is a beautiful dress. Real turned on. Anyways. Uh. <laughs> Open back. Gorgeous. I wrote down Auga. <laughs> Isn't it all caps? Yes. Yeah. Hot. Just stupid hot. When she Inappropriately yeah. so. When she turns around, like, there's, you know, uh someone with a tray in their hand giving her you know a flute of champagne mm -hmm. and she gives the person who we don't see a look mm -hmm. and i was like this was a direction choice mm -hmm. and then it we come to find out it's yeah. actually Jin. it's her boyfriend okay. he's working but he's also gonna be working you know yeah. looking real good too i always oh, forget yeah. how no. good they look until the first and i'm like oh. yeah Absolutely nothing wrong with a man in uniform, especially a little fancy vest and tie. It's like, you saucy little thing, come over here and <laughs> take that waistcoat off and yeah. let, me, let me work your 
fucking ass like a finger puppet. I don't know. I don't know. What? I don't know. Where what? I, said, I don't know where I said that. Hold on. Nope. Podcast has come to a full stop. Screeching. Work your ass like a finger puppet. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, he got like, okay, son, very, very hot. He looked like a ventriloquist dummy. He, yeah, okay. Like a hot ventriloquist dummy, but a ventriloquist <laughs> dummy nonetheless. I'm going to give it to you, but only on technicality. <laughs> Moving on. I'll take it. It's the best two words in the English language. Default. <laughs> Later, they meet up, you know, in a secluded little spot away from the main party, and mm-hmm. they have a little smooch, and she's like, knock it off. My dad doesn't know, and he's around here, and he will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> It's part of what makes it so sexy is the danger. Yeah. (laughs) This sex is life threatening. (laughs) Uh, She suggests running away. She's like, we don't have to be living in fear of my father and his like hyper controlling whatever. Like, let's just bail. Let's go to America. Land of the free, home of the brave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she, well, the conversation basically was to, you know, I don't want to elope. You know, my dad would never allow it. And he's like, I'll make your dad understand. She's like, you don't know my dad. And he's like, you don't know me. Or I know me. Yeah, I know me. Which is more than most men in America. But Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like, Jin has mad fucking game. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Unreal. Yes. And especially like how he convinces Mr. Paik. You know, Jin, before becoming the enforcer, he's putting all the right words in the right order at the right time. It's stunning the amount of confidence that lives within Jin and leaves so much space for the amount of insecurity that he has. Like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Absolutely. It's a mask. But I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's like, let's elope. Uh, my dad would never approve of eloping. Isn't that the point of eloping? Right. That you yeah. like, don't yeah. need approval? Yeah. So like, what? Yeah. yeah. It's like he wouldn't approve of us eloping. Well, yeah, that's that's why you pe- elope. People who don't, yeah, people who don't have the approval of their parents generally go and elope. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, the, that's that's sort of the thing. It's part of um, the whole experience. He also right at the end here gives her this pretty little. So it's not really a corsage. It's like a little, little boutonniere looking thing. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a boutonniere. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of. It's like a little flower. It's got like a little ribbon on it, like a little extra yeah. piece on it too. Like, but it's actually he didn't just like pretty. pluck it. It's not. A, it's been. It's a flower, and it's he's put some additional effort onto it. Right. He did not make that arrangement. Yes, he did. It, that was purchased. He can do everything. Nope, he made it. He made it yep. with his bare hands for all her, yep. with all of his heart because she's the love of his life. <laughs> okay, I you know I believe you. He might have bought it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Cut back to the island. Michael's just walking down the beach. (laughs) What a a lovely day on the island. Full fucking berserker mode. I sure hope I don't get tackled today. (laughs) Just printed so fast. Oh my! For in the sand. And everything. And fucking lights him up. Like, that tackle was so good. <laughs> Just, like, terrible Terry Tate, the office linebacker. Pain train's coming, baby. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, but, like, I was so confused. 
I was eating dinner while watching and I was like, wait, did I look down too long at my mac and cheese? Like what? Did I miss something? <laughs> Why are they fighting? It does happen Why very is quickly. he beating the crap out of him? Yeah. But this came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. 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 Like, but as far as we know. They were chilling. We like, Jin was doing something with the fish and just hanging out with Sun. And then he saw Michael. And then, like, we as the audience get no real indication as to why it happens. He just, like, he sees red and goes after him. Right. And he, like, really goes after him, too. He doesn't just, like, pound on him. He, like, tries to drag him into the surf. And he's, like, trying to drown Dude. him. And, like, yeah. And he, Walt tries to break him up. And he just, like, throws Walt. He's, like, get off me. I will punch a kid. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna punch a kid. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, Walt's doing the thing where he's, you know, well, Walt Walt does try to get him off his dad, and he just gets yeeted across the beach, which kind of takes the wind out of his sails. So Walt's just sitting there yelling, hey, knock it off. Stop, Somebody stop, help. Stop. Yeah. And there are a bunch of onlookers watching Jin drown Michael, yeah. just kind of like, well... This is the most entertaining thing we've seen in a minute uh, since that guy got sucked into the engine. Yeah. Um, Scott's like, should we do something? He's like, nah, just wait for one of the named survivors to deal with us. Yeah. This is a well, team about- shit. We're C tier. It's all good. Actually, just a couple of days before this, they would have had to shoot the marshals. So they're yeah, like, that yeah, been man, like three right, days ago. We're due for another killing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Eventually, what seems like a fucking. Oh, this is why it felt so long. The actual the lost card comes up. Why? And then there's a commercial oh, yeah, break yeah, 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 yeah. before That's the fight right. actually gets broken up. I remember I was sitting here, I was like, man, they're going to let this go on for a minute. And then, <laughs> like, what seemed to be an inordinate amount of time later, Saeed and Sawyer come barreling in from elsewhere. And they come, and then they ju- uh, jump in here, and they, they break up the fight. Um, another super good tackle. <laughs> Very good. Saeed just, like, flying tackles Jin off of Michael. And then uh, they they cuff Jin because he's the he's losing it. He's, he's the one. One who's like, of course, Sawyer just had the cuffs on him. Right, the you know marshal's I mean? cuffs, and he's like, "Here you go." Right, like Saeed shouts at him, like, "You know those cuffs, the the marshal's cuffs." Like, like he's gonna give him specific instructions to go find them somewhere. Yeah. He's just carrying <laughs> his pocket, yeah. And Sawyer's yeah. just like, "What these handcuffs right here? <laughs> I pulled them out of my ass. <laughs> Is this your card?" <laughs> they cuff Jin to a section of the plane cut to the jungle the a team is heading to the caves how'd you find this place just luck oh my god <laughs> so yeah they go to the caves mm-hmm. they we see part of the plane wreckage mm-hmm. in the caves and they're like maybe we should search this pile of you know broken plane and jack's like yeah that's a good idea hey charlie you go look for drugs <laughs> He's a canine officer that knows. Drugs? Yeah. Did you say, did you say somebody say drugs? Because uh, I, I don't even know what drugs look like. Can you describe? I'm a rock star. I don't. I wouldn't know nothing about drugs. You could hear his tail wagging. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, that's a good idea. He's like, um, let me, I have to step outside real quick. <laughs> I'll be right back. Speaking of drugs. Yeah. Okay. This. This scene. Um, bees. Uh, bees? Bees. 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 Job's not this on board. Not on board. <laughs> we'll see who brings in more honey. <laughs> Knock it off, you two. Job's still um, on bees. <laughs> it's like uh, such a good joke. We're doing that show next. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, he goes out to fix. Yeah, and old Johnny Locke is just there as soon as the yeah. drugs come out of the pocket. And he's like, "Don't move. You're standing on a beehive." What do you mean? Gr- ground ground bees. Bees are supposed to be bees are supposed to be in trees, mate. You're getting <laughs> so good at that. I guess he's from the UK or whatever. I don't know if they have ground bees in the UK. Things are different there. Maybe when he maybe. stepped on when he stepped on his beehive, I was like, "Oh shit, he stepped on a beehive." Not like what? That's impossible. The thing I'm trying to figure out is, okay, the fake CGI bees don't look good. No. They look real bad. Yeah. Bees play no part in the story, Mm -hmm. really, other than to get Kate in her bra. Like... Spoiler. But yeah. But like, why were bees written into this? I fundamentally don't understand why we had to... They could just be like, hey, uh, we're going to search the wreckage here okay bye that's what ended up happening anyways so why is there this b subplot i it just it bugged the hell out of me <laughs> speaking of nice. bad jokes that's why the bees are here yeah the, all right never mind for, for the, the future bad jokes. there are some jokes yeah that are b related which um yeah the the yeah, you're right. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, what does it lead to? It doesn't lead to anything except them talking about the fact that Charlie got the shit started. <laughs> right. Like, it doesn't it doesn't do anything other than fill time, which there's a bunch of this fucking episode that has to fill time. But sure. Anyway. Yeah. Cut to the beach. Saeed uh, is questioning Michael. Um, Who do I think? Holy <laughs> fuck, there's a bunch of racism happening in this scene. <laughs> It's the, I think you should leave. I didn't do anything. I didn't do fucking shit. (laughs) Michael busts out the Koreans don't like black people uh, stereotype. Michael's just like, they don't like me because I'm black and they're Korean. And then like Saeed's trying to talk to Jin and he's shouting at them. And then Sawyer's like, go shout a little louder, Omar. Maybe they'll hear you. So like he throws one in. And they're talking. And just four seconds ago, Michael was like, Korean people don't like black people. And then her it was like the Chinese guy is not yeah and, it's like, and that's not the first time Hurley's done that one yeah so there was a bunch of, and I that was like I it, start, it happened in such quick succession that I kind of like forgot to take notes about what was happening in the scene because I was just like man they just wrote some fucking racist shit right here this is wild yeah it was a lot. But, I mean, that's the scene, but basically it resolves to, well, we're just going to keep him here until we know what happened. Something about, like, oh, he's getting crispy, and it's like, well, we could just keep him cuffed up and still put him in the shade. Right. Because, like, dude can get burned. I think I wasn't really phased by this part, this scene, because I was like, oh, racism and victim blaming? Just another day. <laughs> just another day. <laughs> just another day in Damon Little Lost Rider Room. <laughs> hey, oh, uh, cut to a flashback. Uh, son is standing on a bridge in like a garden, something like that. Looks very nice. Um, but she she seems a little upset. She seems a little sad. Occupied. Yeah. And uh, Jin walks up and he's wearing that got... Steve Harvey ass suit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Steve Harvey shoulder pads wow. for days. He's got to go through every doorway sideways. Um. <laughs> I'm kind of mad. I can't unsee that now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he kind of comes up with sort of a look on his face like, mm. it didn't go well. Son's like, well, how to how to go with my dad? Jin's like, he gave me permission and he got his <laughs> <laughs> 
virgin. And she's like, don't ever do that again to me, you fucking lying piece of shit. But also do it again. <laughs> please do it. It's kind of sassy. <laughs> You're incorrigible. <laughs> you scamp. You scallywag. <laughs> um and then then this is you know he doesn't realize he's sort of reciting his own downfall he's like yeah i just gotta go work for your dad it's it's temporary though like i tell you worry about it babe i'm just gonna go to like management school a year of management training a year at the factory done just for a little bit no big deal just like a work placement (laughs) yeah yeah she does not like the thought of him working for her father. Well, especially because, like, we know she plays ignorant. She knows that her dad's a monster. Yeah, like, she might she's... she might not know all the details, but she knows enough to know that he's, yeah, working for yeah. Mr. Pake is troublesome at best. So, yeah. But he, he busts out a ring. Yeah, big ol' ring. Like, from the same hammer space that Sawyer pulled out the handcuffs. Like, where? How'd you have time? Where did you fucking go? How long was Sun standing on that bridge? Like, yeah. Yeah. where yeah. did you get that ring? Yeah. And, and, like, she's like, you can't afford this. And he's like, now I can't. It's like, you didn't even technically get the You haven't started working. You just got the job, like, ten minutes ago. Now I can. Then you couldn't. Right. W- what? Ah, don't worry, babe. I just got this from a gashapon in the fucking lobby. (laughs) Just now. (laughs) It's a kazoo, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad just had this, like, sitting on his desk. I don't know. I found it. It it said lost and found, but, like, Uh, I don't think that's where he got it. (laughs) There was still a finger in it, but (laughs) it's probably fine. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Come back to the cave. Um, no, oh. we do not cut back to the cave. This is one of three times oh, yeah, we yeah. just cut back to Sun's face to immediately yeah. cut back to another scene. That's right, because I, I have I have beach written down here in my notes, and then it's just crossed out, <laughs> and then I wrote cave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Again, to fill time, I feel like there's so much in this episode where they're like, we got like... 25 minutes of content we gotta string this shit out um so yeah so we have this quick shot uh yeah the first of yeah three times that this happens um and then we and then from there we go to the cave um there the, uh, jack has gotten himself a suitcase he's gonna try and throw it over the hive kind of like you know a bouncing betty mine style type thing they're gonna yeah. throw that over the, the hive. it's like okay it's Very like indiana yeah. jones yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's what i was thinking oh, i'll swap this fucking smack <laughs> addict for a fucking luggage now had it been the halliburton case he might have been able to pull this shit off that's true the halliburton it's waterproof it's dustproof it's got high tensile strength locks and hinges it's made to withstand the elements zero halliburton travel case (laughs) (laughs) a short time later (laughs) um for the low low price of ah They're gonna. Uh, Locke doesn't want him to split the hive. Charlie's still on it. He has a rational fear of bees. He's, this was actually kind it's of funny. pretty rational because like, he's able to calmly describe it. Right. I was <laughs> like, I don't think that. Like, okay, a like being swarmed by bees. I don't think that's an irrational fear. I think everybody's no. afraid of that. No. Um, yeah. And then yeah, being able to control it. Of course, he can't control it. That's what makes it irrational. <laughs> that was yeah. a pretty good joke on his part. Still doing, <laughs> still doing material, even in <laughs> when he's in, you know. 
in distress. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing about this. So he's standing on a beehive. Jack's got a suitcase. The four of them are around this thing. Y'all are getting stung. Just yeah. fucking bail. Right. Like, don't do the suitcase. Don't do the thing. Just like, when Locke came out there, he's just been like, hey, Charlie, you're on a beehive. Let's run away. <laughs> Get off of it. Yeah. Right. Like, what? what's going to make the bees more... Now, I'm not a bee expert. <laughs> I, I just want I want all the fans out there to know that sure. not not a bee expert. I've been stung by a few bees though. I I assume that they would be probably less upset of you just getting off of the hive and running away than I don't know stepping through it or covering it up. Like also, what are the chances that when he stepped onto it in the first place, it didn't split the just hive? Just break that, right? Yeah. yeah, great, right. great point. Yeah. Also, aren't ground bees just typically in the the ground? They right. Don't have, it's like, not a hive that's sitting on the ground yeah. they're like they they are in they, a hole they tunnel like ants yeah right yeah there's something nonsensical about this whole bee thing <laughs> <laughs> i like this show better when the polar bear on the island was more plausible than these fake ass bees i think i would have preferred the handcuff exposition <laughs> to the, over bee the bees yeah oh man <laughs> Give Fuck me, yeah. yeah. Give me a five minute uh, scene of Sawyer and Saeed talking about handcuff keys and where they got the handcuffs instead of this B thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Recut. So, yeah, they're trying to do it and he blows it. Charlie slaps a bee. It breaks the hive. The bees attack and they scatter. Yeah. Jack and Kate, their shirts get filled with bees and so they take off their shirts <laughs> and uh, then they're in the cave. Together. Dogs with bees in their mouth and every time they bark, they bark bees. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I must not be good at surviving, but my first instinct is not to take my shirt off. Well, let me present to you a question, though. What if your shirt was filled with bees? What shirt was she wearing? If there were bees inside the shirt, like somehow in, in the panic of the bee attack, a bunch of bees flew inside of your clothing. <laughs> but just your shirt and not, you know, your pants or anything like what if what if what if that happened like okay what if that was maybe, a possible thing that happened and could okay, happen my brother to got stung, like several times because a bee went down his shirt when he was bike riding so like i get it but also a couple of things maybe it's because it takes me so long to get my shirt off nowadays with my janky arm that like oh for the listener at home kim recently had shoulder surgery it's not that her arm is falling yeah, off right sorry now. no i just have a broken wing but it's like so hard for me like it would take me so much longer to get my shirt off especially the way that jack did that i would just like reach up and like scoop scooping motions that's, under the shirt that, i don't know that's that's what kind of what i was driving at i was like how many fucking bees oh. got inside your shirt that it was easier to take your top off than it was to just like swat the couple of bees that might got in your shirt or whatever K uh, jack and kate strip down um and kate finds kate finds an old dirty corpse <laughs> neat <laughs> Adam and Eve. Oh, Jack finds a little baggie with two stones in yep, it? a black stone and a white stone. Ooh. Which is <laughs> spooky. <laughs> yeah. If ooh, that shit comes back forces. in like... Ooh, good and evil. Yeah. Ooh, lock and Jack. Ooh, black and white. Ooh. Shut the fuck up. 
uh, Jack is like, yeah, um, it takes a long time for bodies to get like this so based on like she asks a thousand questions yeah yeah where are these bodies from why are they like that how do like what happens after you die like all like these... my mom watching a movie i'm <laughs> exactly. like mom i haven't seen it either what? exactly kate you've technically known these two dead people longer than i have why don't you fucking know Get off my dick. Uh, I don't know. Forty to fifty years, based on how long, how ragged their drip is. Yeah. Um, Lock and Charlie come back in. Hey, why don't you have your shirt on? It was full of bees. Actually, it was full of seas. Drown yourself <laughs> in the water. <laughs> And then she could have hit him with, yeah, well, D's nuts, but um, anyway. My first thought was, are they? Yeah, I was like, the, the, the proper so. response would be like, good guess, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, uh, Charlie comes in. He also has another good joke here. Um, I'm so glad that my distraction helped you get away. I was only stung several hundred times. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're the one who stepped on the beehive. You were going to bear the brunt of it. It's not their fault. Don't be mad at them. Like, why yeah. are you being so weird? Right, uh, right. The bodies locks like our old Adam and Eve. It's like, you're weird. Stop saying weird. Everybody stop saying weird things. Start talking. Start st- Talking like normal people. <laughs> Remember why we came here? Water. <laughs> but John saying our very own Adam and Eve isn't as weird as Jack saying, oh, one of them skeletons is clearly a female. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, once How I realized you know there were that? bodies here, I immediately inspected their pelvises to see if any of them were single. I mean, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jack's like, I'll give you another bone, baby. Um, <laughs> cut to the beach. Sun is putting some aloe on Jin's arm. Uh, his skin's real raw from the cuff and from being out in the sun. And he's just kind of like, Meh, stop. <laughs> Quit it. Meh, meh. Cut to a flashback. Sun's coming home from shopping. Little product placement here. Where Chanel. She had, like, Chanel. Mm. Hey, don't forget. <laughs> she's fucking loaded. <laughs> <laughs> And she comes home to a big old box on the couch, and it's got a goddamn puppy in it! The chubbiest, little Ugh, wrinkly... Smush its face. Cutie little puppy. Yeah, Jen's like, oh, yeah, I've been working a lot, so I thought I'd get you something to... to yeah, you appreciate the company. time. Absolutely. You know, we've seen the other half of this, so we know he's lying through his teeth. But, you know, making, making lemonade out of lemons, he's like, well, I got this dog. Maybe my wife will like dogs? Ladies love dogs, right? Yes. Here's a responsibility. Um, yeah, you'll have to you'll have to feed it and you'll have to train it. Okay, Dad, fuck, uh, leave me alone. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, she's not a moron. She knows she's gonna have to. Don't speak feed to your wife dog. like a child. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fuck. She's <laughs> uh, <just> fucked up. <laughs> and she's like, remember Typical when man. all you could afford was a flower? He's like, what a coincidence. Like, yeah. The dog's name's Flower. Yeah. <laughs> I stole both of those things. Joke's on you. <laughs> Here we go. The the second time Christ fell, cut to the beach, sun looking, cut away to the cave. In, in the cave, they're, they're filling up bottles of water. Uh, one of us is to stay and help Charlie look at the wreckage. Again, like you said earlier, Jack, like we've just lost sight of the fact that we're here to bring water back to 40 people who are dying of thirst. Again. 
each person should be drinking about a half gallon. Like we're just assuming, like people who are bigger, people who are smaller. Like obviously, Hurley should be drinking more water because he has higher body sure, mass. Like sure. you know, yeah. Saeed should be drinking more because he's fucking working all the time. He's actually like doing shit. He's constantly sweating. Yeah, I need more water because I've been drooling and other things. Right. We should <laughs> we should not give Boone any water, and we should take him to the sea and let him drink the ocean water. <laughs> Speaking of, where is that boy? Oh, he's under the water again. <laughs> But each person needs a, a half a gallon of water. A gallon of water weighs, give or take, eight pounds. That's a lot of fucking water to be hiking back yeah. and forth. Why don't we just move closer to the water source? Jack's right here. Like, he's right. Like, he's just right. I, like, anybody who, like, I can't. It's the only time I agree with Jack. All of the, yeah, all the arguments that come up later, I'm like, okay, well, that's all piddly shit. And we can work around that. Yeah. Move to the cave. Move to the water source. Duh. Right. Duh yeah. and or hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, wait, let me go in my mind palace. Walking all this water back and forth every day is going to be such a problem. We should bring people to the water. Uh, oh, wow. That took, I had to take that limitless pill and use 100% of my brain power to figure that one out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm having one of those things, a headache with pictures. An idea? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just- I don't understand why more people weren't already going there. Like, did they keep it a secret? Right. The, well, that's the thing. It's like, why didn't when Jack deliriously father, following his father to this place find the water when he that happened? Why didn't he just go back and be like, hey, I found water. Let's all go to the water. Hey, everybody. Yeah. And shelter. Not only is it water, yeah. it's shelter. Feel like this is a no brainer. There's a couple bees outside, but that's like it. But that's... Charlie scared most of them away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest yeah. of them are in Kate's underpants. So. <laughs> yeah, well. Cut to the beach. Um, yeah. Walt well, and... G- look, go ahead, Kim. But, like, first we cut to Kate's face. Like, why, why <laughs> oh, is she yeah. mad? Why is she mad about living in the cave? She's all consternated. I don't know what this is. Constipated, yeah. definitely. <laughs> uh, cut to the beach. Walt and Jin are eyeballing each other. And then Michael comes and collects him while it's like, what's up with Korean people not liking black people? And Michael has to be like, oh, that's actually what we like call a stereotype. And it's not true. And it's just something that people use to justify their kind of shitty actions toward people who are on them. It's one of the things I would have hoped Brian Porter would have taught you. But he's a shitty father, just like, I I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's the exact conversation they have. Um, <laughs> this, this conversation is so funny, too. It's so childish like, oh, yeah. from both of them. Yeah. When's my birthday? Yeah. August 24th. When's my birthday? My right. Exactly. That says more about you as a shitty dad than it does your son not right? knowing your birthday. That's, that's a way that, to make him feel bad. That's not as much of a gotcha as you think it is, Michael. And, oh, and uh, again, the other thing that we have to do, and like, I know we're not supposed to use like too much context and everything like that, but like within the past, you know, few weeks, you know, the stuff about Harold Perrineau's like desires within the show to being resurfaced, it's like he was not getting good dad shit from the writers. Yeah. He was getting stereotypical absentee black father shit from the writers, and he fought right. to have oh. uh, he fought to have a relationship with Walt and so this is again this isn't Harold Perrineau's fault <laughs> the, no the poor no. relationship that Walt and Michael have right I, you know to be fair yeah that's I didn't see stereotypical absent father relationship mm. I saw super emotionally immature dad right which is like then you're like oh okay this is probably why he and, is, it, and it, yeah. that makes yeah. sense too because he hasn't been a father 
he yeah. signed away his rights. Uh, right. His wife didn't want him to know Walt. Like, he was, like, whatever, all of that. But yeah, he is an emotionally immature father because he's only been a father for about 10 days. He is, right. he is an emotionally mature father. So that's why it, it plays out yeah. like this. He's an emotionally immature person. Yeah. That, that too. And that's part of the reason why their relationship didn't work in the first place and all that other stuff, blah, 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 blah. You don't know me. You don't know me. It's like, you're arguing with a child. And it's like, why? Well, I, how do you argue with a child? Act like one, I guess. But the big takeaway is they got they got to get to know each other better. Yeah. Cut to Sun and Jin. Jin's still <laughs> cuffed. But Sun's like, listen, I'll, I'll just explain the situation to them and they'll let you go. Right? He's like, how are you going to explain to them? Because newsflash, we don't speak the same language. He's like, plus, I'm not about to explain our shit to a thief. Right. Which I was like, what? What do you mean thief? What do you mean thief? What are you talking about, dude? It's almost like if I wait five minutes, the episode will tell me what he means. (laughs) If I were being Kate, though, I would ask immediately. What do you mean thief? What do you mean you can't explain it? What do you mean you guys speak a different language? Where'd that plane come from? (laughs) Uh, Cut to a flashback. Um, Jin comes home covered in blood. Oh, boysy. Man, if I had a nickel for every time. Um, right. But that dog is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a- a- apparently a bunch of time passed between stealing the dog and the the final beating of this of the secretary. Right. But like I don't understand how a huge right. how, how a the dog growth amount of time happened. So yeah, so he comes home covered in blood and she again she she got twenty questions for him too. It's like Yeah. But hers are legit. I mean Yeah, this makes sense why she has questions because be he's, yeah. he's not talking and he came home covered in blood and he's supposed to be a management trainee. <laughs> Yeah. Is it's it like, yours? Yeah. Is it yours? Are you okay? Oh, yeah. No, we were, tr- we were training on a wood chipper and Jerry fell in. Okay. End of discussion. Well, we didn't like Jerry anyways, so okay. What do you do for my father? I do whatever he needs me to do. It's the cost of getting to be a very hot couple with you. Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite line, I do this for us. Uh, <laughs> Kim? Red flag. <laughs> Let him have it. No, son did. I I have a bad arm, but she she oh, she did she did it. She did yeah. give him a, give him one. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. All of Jin's red flags were green flags, but they're covered in somebody else's blood now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they they argue. Yeah, she slaps him. It's more tension in their their relationship. Uh, we cut to a commercial, and then we cut back to the jungle. Jack and Kate are walking back with <laughs> with again hundreds of pounds of water. <laughs> In yes. a backpack or two and two small double bags. Okay, so maybe maybe they didn't bring back enough water for everybody. Maybe Jack was like, I'm going to get some people to come get their own goddamn water. <laughs> like, we can just make la- do laps or yeah, like do multiple trips. Yeah. I think after he decides that, like, hey, people should come here. Why don't we just live here? Oh, great. I'm not going to bring right. a shit ton of water back then. Cool. Yeah, it's, you know, Kate stops to, like... Tire shoe. Tire shoe yeah. or fucking, I don't know, look at some bees in the ground. And... Like she's checking her pants for bees. Yeah, picking <laughs> yeah. So- bees out of her socks. <laughs> yeah, and Jack's just kind of like staring into the middle distance thinking, uh, disassociating, yep. but he happens to be disassociating at her ass, yep. and she's like, are you checking me out, Anna? 
It's okay if you are. Just and he's like, tell ew, me. no. <laughs> I would never. Jesus Christ. No. Jack, why are you so thirsty? Drink some of that water in your backpack. <laughs> Disassociating is a good way to put it because I was looking at him doing that and I was like, I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I recognize that face. <laughs> he's not checking her out. He, he doesn't even realize she's there. He, he is also checking her out, but not actively. Just passively. Right, he's just like passively. In the, it's background noise. He's background noise checking her out. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, he, folks are thinking about rescue. We should be thinking about safety. And she dries up so quickly. <laughs> like, <laughs> if he would have been just like, you know, I was, I was just thinking, you know, the light in the jungle here is really, you know, he could have, if he had Jin's charisma, he could have sealed the deal right there. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Beastings and all. But he's like, every time Kai's trying to be romantic and she's like, what are you in the mood for? And I'm like, here's my most recent hyperfixation. Um, Bagel bites. Honey, I'm over here trying to solve this Amelia Earhart thing. What are you up to? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jin would have closed. Um, oh, yeah. She's not necessarily on board with the cave thing. He likes, well, he's, no. And she's like, you haven't even convinced me. It's like, then you're dumb. You're dumb as hell. If he and that's why I wasn't checking you out. Right, because yeah, yeah, because you're not on board with the yeah. cave thing. If you were like, hell yeah, caves, then I'd be like, I, you know what, I was checking. Uh, let's check your underpants for bees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's check your underpants for bees. Nuts. Yeah. Ah, I'm gonna give you one more little prick. Um, <laughs> there it is. Uh, there it is. Uh, we cut to the caves Jack, uh, John Locke and Charlie talk about drive shaft you all everybody (laughs) speaking of not being aroused um, (laughs) this scene is bad I mean it makes sense that John Locke's into like dad rock yeah cause like when he said drive shaft I was like in my head I heard him say steely Dan like (laughs) (laughs) grateful dead yeah like (laughs) But it's like, Charlie's always like, I'm the basis for drive shaft, I'm the basis for drive shaft. And as soon as John Locke's like, you're the basis for drive shaft, he's like, I'll play guitar too. Like, I don't know what that accent is, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he had a solo album. Well, and right there, it proves, like, sometimes when you receive the thing you're looking for that you've been replacing with an addiction for some time, it can, like, sort of stave off the, you know, like, Charlie's desperate for attention. He always has been, always will be. He needs it. And as soon as Locke actually started paying attention to him and, and providing that missing thing that he was needing, he kind of sort of forgot that he's like five minutes away from getting violently dope sick yeah yeah but Locke hits him you know with uh yeah you sure you probably i'm sure you really miss playing your guitar how long has it been since you got to play your guitar and he's like eight days he says well i i have 11 hours faith that you'll see your guitar again Right. We cut to the beach. Saeed is chopping wood. It's a no, he's not. I don't know what he's doing, but he <laughs> he's, is not chopping wood. <laughs> he's um, just, but he's he's like, this is the thing. He's like, it's about time. I'm so thirsty. It's like, why did you get to such hard work right away, knowing you didn't necessarily have water coming like that? Like, shouldn't have been that hard to chop that specific size log. He, you shouldn't be that thirsty because it shouldn't have taken you that long because you were using that axe very right. incorrectly, sir. Yeah. It's already dead wood. One, you could just burn it as is. Two, 
lean it up against something and use gravity to just snap it in half. Like, yeah, like he's presumably getting wood for the signal fire. So yeah, it's like the only reason you would cut it down is if it was too big to carry. Like, then if that was not. the case, move on to some different wood. Don't yeah. chop this up. Or he was just get getting a workout help. in. <laughs> like, yeah. Shannon was somewhere nearby and he was just like waiting for yeah. the perfect time to like pop the tank top off. I'm just like, yeah. look at me chopping wood, babe. Oh, God. <laughs> and she's like, you understand Jin is over there sweating down to that perfect island dehydration mode and I can see all 40 of his abs. <laughs> You're not, I'm not there yet for you, Saeed. <laughs> So, Saeed explains the situation with Jin being incarcerated, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to let him cook for a little bit. Then I'll then, presumably cut him loose. <laughs> yeah, well, and then I'm going to talk to Sun somehow. I'm going to play charades, and we're going to communicate. And Jack, <laughs> unwarranted, do you want me to talk to her? Like, uh, I could go talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh. got a sexy back. Um, Saeed's not uh, on board with the caves thing. Jack tells yeah, him about his little yeah, plan, yeah. and Saeed's like, I'm the signal fire, bro. And again, leave a couple people by the signal fire. Put everybody else Rotate by the water. Take fucking turns watching the signal fire. Don't leave the signal fire unattended. How far away are these caves? Yeah, unless it's like multiple days walk. Like, it's obvious that they got there and back in the span of less than an, an afternoon. Like, they went in the morning, they're right. back, and it's not even lunchtime. Like, they, they it, there's enough time right. for them to go back again today. Like... Congratulations. Yeah. You just got your first corporate job on the island. Oh, it's my job to go to work today. Guess I better hike down to the beach and make sure the signal fire's on and watch for ships. Like, what? Yeah, everyone's got to do it once a month. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what happened during these next scenes, but there's a couple, there's three things that happen in quick succession. Side talks to Michael, Jack talks to Junior Hurley, and then Kate talks to Sawyer. Those are the only yeah. things I wrote down. Oh, Saeed goes to Michael to apologize. Hey, you were clearly the victim. I shouldn't have been in getting you so badly my bad yeah but and then michael calls me he's like you didn't come over here to apologize i i, I i'm on to you and say it's like you're right um jack wants everybody to move to the caves and all of that stuff that adam just said on lost on lost is how i feel about it so don't <laughs> leave <laughs> yeah precisely <laughs> um yeah michael's like nah, i'm not going anywhere i gotta get off this island um so i'm gonna be a beach person um jack gives Jin some water and then he goes to hurley uh hurley's well, packet but kim i i wanted to ask you about this because like jack's like Jin, drink it slowly yeah, again like he fucking speaks english but like is that a thing you got to worry about is like drinking water slowly when you've been mildly dehydrated? I, th I think like severe, severe dehydration. You probably don't want to like, I mean, you're probably going to end up throwing up if you drink it too fast. But he gave him one eight ounce bottle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. I, yeah, I'm, mm. this is why I didn't believe that Jack knew that skeleton was a female. Cause I was like, I'm relatively trained in emergency medical services. <laughs> And I couldn't tell you. I'm like, I don't know why you can't drink the water. Right. Jack's like, drink that shit slow. I don't want to make another trip. To yeah, that's caves probably tonight. what it is. <laughs> that's He's exactly like, it. You have to make this last the whole trip. Yeah. Okay. We're not drink going back till tomorrow. Is this is this a half gallon? Can you stretch that out to a couple of days? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't come back with 300 of these in my fucking bag. I wanted to right. move everybody to the cave, but the cave's filled with bees now, so we can't move there. <laughs> Kate's fault. Bees <laughs> and water. <laughs> we thought they were ground bees, but it turns out they're water bees, and now they live in the spring. I know all about bees. They killed two people 40 years ago. <laughs> they, were, they were stung to death. One of them was a lady. I checked. 
They had a bag uh, full of one black bee and one white bee. <laughs> and Kate's like, oh my god, he knows so much about bees. He's so fucking hot. Summer, I want to fuck your dad. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Um, Je- uh, Hurley is on board. He says they, they write him a fat joke. I'm going where the boar is. Yeah. Are you and Kate moving in together? <laughs> Am I in high school? That's not a denial. <laughs> Shut up, everybody. Cool. Kate's brooding on the beach in the brooding, on the brooding dune. The brooding beach? Yep, brooding beach. Sawyer pops in. <laughs> From out of frame. What's going on, Freckles? Uh, <laughs> some misogynist, whatever. Burger, 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 burger. <laughs> Call him like a seum. What are you going to do? You didn't answer my question. What are you going to do? You didn't answer my question. Like, yeah, it's just. It's I asked scene. first. Uh, Michael is chopping some bamboo. No, he's not. Again. What? <laughs> Michael is, I have this in all caps. Michael is hitting some bamboo with the axe, and we are unsure what he, we're trying to accomplish. <laughs> yeah, he might as well be using the other end. Like, what are you, what? Yeah, again, Kim, you're you're our expert for a lot of things on this show. You're also our axe correspondent, yeah. you have to be, because you probably got most time on an axe yeah. of anybody. Son goes to Michael's not wood chopping station, and then we cut to a flashback. Uh, son is speaking with an interior decorator. The, the m- money's no concern to revamp the apartment. Do whatever yeah. we want. Honey, move the dog. I'm on the phone. Um, <laughs> I can't talk on this phone when I'm next to this well-behaved dog. <laughs> and she's like, oh, good. I don't need to think of an excuse to go in the other room. Grabs the dog, grabs the interior designer, talks to the other, or heads to the other room. And then the interior designer, who's actually Robert Forster from Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm laughing hard because uh, our audience would get it. Um, She's like, hey, I got you a passport. Have you been taking English? Like, are you sure about this? Like the interior designer is helping her run away. Listen, the curtain business is a rough racket, right? Everyone (laughs) needs a side hustle these days. So she's also in the passport and uh, uh, human trafficking. Yeah. (laughs) She's not only planning to leave her husband, she's leaving her father, too. And her dog. And the dog, which is... That's fucked up. Cut to the jungle. Son speaks to Michael. (sighs) In English. In English. We've several times throughout the past uh, 66 episodes of Lost on Lost asked, what is the deal with Son and Michael? What is their fucking thing? Their thing is Michael was the only person who knew basically from the jump that she spoke English. Yeah. And that, and so that was the, I was like, I was listening back to our, to Kim, your previous episode earlier today, just to like sort of refresh myself on what we talked about then. And we asked it then. And I know that wasn't the first time we asked it. Why are, why are Son and Michael like this? That's why it wasn't just because he saw her boobies but and that's what i thought it was i thought that's why Jin was gonna be so mad like oh he ran up and saw my beautiful beautiful body um but that's such an interesting thing that they don't really do anything with and then kate just finds out that she can speak english and then it's like oh well this relationship isn't special anymore so whatever and maybe the impact of this is lost by not watching it or there's no way to tell She's like, yeah, you got to watch. My husband was transporting for my dad. So this is a matter of <laughs> it's honor. It's a matter so of I need honor. Your help. Yeah. Yeah. And his response is, so I just have written down, 
Michael is uncultured swine. (laughs) Well, he does know how that it's a really expensive watch. But then, like, why? Why would you be so mad about it if you're like, like, I would be like, oh, it was his watch, but he couldn't tell me that because he speaks Korean. (laughs) Sure, it's obviously something more than the watch because if it was just the watch, I think Michael thinks Jin would have come up to him, been like, pointed at the watch, and like had an argument with him instead of trying to drown him. (laughs) Yeah, but. So, like, that's why, you know, like, I think part of Michael's, I don't know, I, I, I fucking disassociated during the scene because I was like... Right, because <laughs> if it's about honor, what what is honorful about him just, like, taking the axe and cutting him loose? Like, I don't I don't get well, how this solves We can talk about that in a second because I have, I have a theory. Okay. Oh, okay. Could we cut to back to the jungle, back to the cave area. Ch- uh, Locke knows Charlie is on heroin. Because Ooh. of all of the... <laughs> heroin? <laughs> Yeah, that, that too, yeah. Sure, fine, yeah. It doesn't matter how he found out. He knows He knows everything. Uh, and then we get some lock mysticism here. If you give the island something, it'll give you something you want. If you want your guitar so bad, just give the island a little smack and it'll all be good. I wrote eye roll in my notes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and he does. He's like, yeah. look up. Do you want me to pray? No, just like literally look up. I, I earlier saw your guitar. I've, I've known about it for hours already and I've just been waiting to use that to to take your heroin away from you um and then he's like hey boone climb up there go get that (laughs) (laughs) you got it mr lock (laughs) um yeah his guitar is up in the tree they get it um and the thing about like this is charlie's easy to pile on because he's got his problems uh the character itself is kind of fucking whatever um one thing that is true and established here is that charlie is he is a musician and we've seen this in the previous episodes like he was the uh, primary songwriter like he's a pure musician he's a creator he needs to create he needs to play like this actually will be something super helpful and super healing for him sure and i thought that was however however i think he would still be mad that Locke took his drugs knowing because it was very obvious that Locke knew exactly yeah. where yeah, the guitar yeah, yeah. was. I think he would be pissed. That, that and had Charlie found the guitar himself, he would just then have the guitar and heroin. Having the guitar wouldn't stop him from doing his heroin if he still had right. it on him. Yeah. No, it doesn't fix anything, everything, but it, it is like, it's. It, and again, it goes back to the thing. It's cool that he, he found his own thing on the island, uh, you know, after this thing. It's cool to have your own stuff. And there yeah. was never silence again. Yeah, fuck, man. He's just playing Wonderwall in the corner. Right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Is he the... going to the caves? I'm not going to the caves. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. You want to move to the caves with us? Uh, question: Where's Charlie gonna live? <laughs> yeah. Right. After the fifth time of hearing your body is a wonderland, I'm like, hey, do you want to overdose? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Cut to the beach. Hmm. Jack comes up to Kate, who's on the uh, the Bruden the Bruden Beach. Bruden Beach, yeah. Bruden Beach, Pouton Pond, uh, yeah. All of our emotional safe spaces here on the island. <laughs> yeah, crying tree. Yeah, yep. the crying tree. Yeah, Pouton Pond. I forgot about the, the crying tree. The, the spanking swamp. Um, <laughs> the torture bamboo thicket. I don't know if that one applies. <laughs> the beehive. Wait, the beehive. Um, what happens to the beehive? What do you think? <laughs> so. He's like, well, it's almost time to go. She's like, well, I don't want to go. I don't want to be. No one's asking to be. I can't dig in. And I'm just like, what? You can go visit your friend. Like, they can still come to the beach. You can still go to the cave. It's just really where you're sleeping. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's so dramatic. And then he says my favorite line of this whole episode. Which is? Kate, 
how did you get to be this way? <laughs> it's just instantly. Oh, how did you get to be this way? And she's like, B. <laughs> Too soon, Jack. You had your chance to know is her yeah. response to that. Yeah. When was his chance? Probably in an in earlier episode when they're when, like carte blanche and starting the, over. Yeah, and yeah that, that with the whole when he had her file or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe it was like when she was bending over to tie her shoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. You had your chance to know me, Jack, you know what I'm saying? No, in the biblical sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like fucking. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> You know where to Jesus find Christ. me. You know where to find me, too. I literally wrote more eye roll in my notes. Yeah. And then I wrote, am I in high school again? Even though Hurley said that way earlier, that's what I felt like saying here. Oh, so dumb. Michael confronts Jin. He comes up with the axe and... <laughs> with uh, murder in his eyes! He's got a whole monologue. I'm, I'm not normally a talk out loud guy, but if I don't, this will just be a scene of me chopping your handcuff off and walking away. <laughs> so I'm yeah. going to monologue a little bit for the audience and he unloads all this shit all of the, all of this this whole thing is a is a show it's it's help yeah. it's it helping Jin save face like yeah like you said earlier jp you didn't necessarily know how like i don't necessarily know how either but this big huge bombastic and aggressive display and then the returning of the watch yeah and then the cutting him loose is like you win you still like Jin still wins like i'm i made a big fool yeah. out of myself by making this big scene <laughs> I guess that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, if he if he looks like a big okay. irrational irrational maniac here, then it seems like okay. Well, Jin was in the right to do, it. or at ah. least or at least Jin feels he was. In the, I, I, again, it, it's the it's not super clear how this is supposed to help. Apparently, yeah, it, I, apparently it does though. Yeah, there's now enough confusion for the whole situation that everybody's yeah. back to neutral yeah. instead of like it's good like, guy bad guy. Yeah, They're all like, like okay, I don't they know. fought they and then Michael gave him the watch and I, and then yeah. Everybody else is like, I guess it was about the watch. But yeah, I think um, like that's yeah. It's some somehow this whole thing was supposed to help him save. And like maybe this was in the cut material about how the the plan. I don't know. I don't know. Can we address the elephant in on the beach? <clears throat> What's that? In no version of this story we've seen his work does Jin not get his hand chopped off <laughs> because Michael oh. does not know how to use that axe. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. All of a sudden, he's right. successfully. <laughs> there's a, yeah. yeah. There's absolutely no way that he cleanly cuts that cuff by just swinging at one... it violently, like he like he did. It's like, okay, I'm gonna cut you yeah. loose now. So put your hand as far away as possible from my axe because I'm, I swing like I have my eyes closed. <laughs> Right. I, Are we supposed to expect, like, is the audience supposed to believe that the sharp blade of the axe cut through the handcuff chain? Yeah, in one fell swoop. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not what happened. TV's awesome. <laughs> uh, cut to a flashback. Sun has her instructions. There's going to be a car picking you up at the airport at 11.15 on this day. Just get in the car. Don't take any shit with you. You'll be, you'll, your family will think you're dead for a little while. Then they'll get over it and you'll be able to do whatever you want. It's the moment. It's the thing. Jack is freaking out and having a white guy meltdown at the ticket counter, <laughs> making, delaying everybody behind him, including Jen. Yep. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't even notice. 
I didn't even notice. That it was Jack freaking out at the yeah. car. Yeah. Um, freaking out about the coffin. And he's traumatized and he's going through grief and stuff like that. So we're not going to get on too much about that. But he is having a thing about how he's the most important person. And the car pulls up and Sun sees it. And then she looks at Jin and then she looks at the car and then she looks at Jin. She does this several more times. And then Ted Knight's like, well, we're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> And then she looks at Jin one more time, and from his coat, which he has slinged over his arm, he pulls out a little flower with a little ribbon on it, and he gives her a sweet smile. And uh, she decides that that's enough to want to stay with him, to not bail. She's in a codependent relationship. This is not good. I was like, I've made poor decisions over less, so. (laughs) Like being on this podcast. (laughs) Um, the flower, I think, is a representation of who Jin actually is prior to the Mr. Paik thing, prior to all of oh, it. Yeah. It's like, he's, you know, he's, uh, and Sun knows who he is. Like, he said at the beginning, I know who I am. Sun knows who, she, who he is, too. He's the son of a fisherman. He's a, he's a hopeless romantic. He's, uh, he yeah. is a good man. And so she bases her decision on that. And, um, again... Sun and Jin, one of the best written relationships in the show. Um, not because it's perfect, because it's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're hot. And yeah, oh, yeah. the yeah. fucking hotness of it all. <laughs> yeah, she took one look back at his hot ass and was like, all right. Kind of it like that. He he could he he wouldn't he doesn't even need to be able to speak. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, uh, if he can't talk, it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, caves. Uh, nope. Oh, nope. The okay. third time Christ fell <laughs> back to Sun's face. Now cut to the case. Charlie plucking away, trying to get her in tune. His hands are a little stiff. And uh, Jack's new tenants come walking in. Hello, we're here. Hurley, uh, Sun and Jin, a couple other folks. They're all here. The gang's all here. Except the ones that aren't. Yeah. yeah. Except for the ones that aren't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're never going to see them again because of how far apart the caves and the beach are. And it's really, really sad that everybody had it's to make impossible. this huge decision as to where they were going to live and the choice to whether or not to abandon the signal fire, you know, having to choose signal versus shelter and all that. Man, the, the brutal just just like choices that they had to make yeah. to get us to. Uh, so Hurley busts out a CD player, <laughs> throws on a little Uncle Willie. Yeah. And uh, we get one of these little classic uh, early 2000s uh, broadcast television music montages. Yeah. Di- Dianetic, is, it, is, is that the... Diegetic. Yeah. Not Diegetic, di- yeah, yeah. Di- Dianetics, is that a Scientology thing? Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Diegetic. Yep. Di- yeah. Um, Diabetic? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. Man, this song rules. Um, Are You Sure by Willie Nelson is so good. And of course, like, so Hurley must, this is a mix CD because it's got Willie on it. It's got Damien Rice. It's got like all this random shit. Like, unless well, you've unless got a CD he, binder with him. Uh, Sawyer probably has one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also, I fully believe that Hurley like made himself a mix oh, yeah. CD like, for yeah. this Trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so like we we cut from the caves to the beach. Sawyer is keeping the fire along with Kate, Saeed, Michael, Walt, um, some other random folk. Michael and Walt have a little moment. When yeah. is your birthday? <laughs> Good one, Slugger. Yeah. I still don't know. I think Michael knows what his birthday is, and that's why he's stalling. <laughs> <laughs> he's like my dad, and he literally forgot his own birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we have it's just sort of a montage of just everyone hanging out yep and a, and a super on the nose song playing in the background 
Except it's not a montage of everyone hanging out. It ends being like a way too long montage of like oh, yeah. Kate crying. Yeah. Like by the third time we cut to Kate, I'm like, nope, I don't even know why she's crying. This is dumb. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Don't care. Do not don't care. Don't care. I'm out. Lost. <laughs> House of the Rising Sun. Holy shit. We did it. Sort of. We still got we got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of here. Um, did we like it? Was it good? That is a question we always ask ourselves at the end of Lost on Lost. Did we like the episode of television we just watched? Was it good? Two different things. You can like something that sucks. You can hate something that rules. Kim, kick us off. Did you like it? Was it good? How's the rising sun? Most of it I liked, and it was good. Uh, about half of it. Well, maybe less. Maybe like 40%. Okay. Anything with Sun and Jen, I was like, yeah. Right. There's a base um, level of enjoyment yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, the axe stuff really pissed me off. And then, yeah, the bees. I'm like, why? I don't, <laughs> I don't know why half this episode is here. But yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm watching it, so. That's fair. So it was basically just, like, the base level of Sun Jin enjoyment and then nothing yeah. additional. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. JP, what do you think? No, I didn't like it, especially because we've seen sort of the payoff to everything first, mm-hmm. you know, sort of a symptom of this podcast. Sure. I think that had I watched these two episodes in order, I would have felt differently. But because I already know the payoff and I like the payoff episode more, I didn't really care for this one. Sure. No. Yeah, that's fair. So that's just me. Yeah. I, I kind of liked watching him out of order better. Sure. Well, you can go ahead and be wrong, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of a nothing episode to me. Like, a couple of... Uh, it took too long for what happened in it to happen. Yeah. We decided to move to the caves, and then we saw the introduction to the total story of what's happening between Sun and Jin later in, in translation. This... I... I uh, most of our episodes I don't think have suffered too badly from watching this show out of order. I think this one has suffered severely by it being the third to last episode of the first season of, of Lost on Lost. Had we watched it earlier, I think it would have been better. Because, yeah, it's all it's all already been paid off. It was like a Lord of the Rings episode where I'm like, there was way too much walking. <laughs> yeah. And like there was second breakfast, which like I like food, but yeah. yeah. Stuff so, stuff happened and it took way too long for it to happen for me. So that depletes from its enjoyment for me. But I do love Sun and Jin and I love, you know, just getting more context for their whole thing is fine by me. So it wasn't bad, but yeah, I think it suffered from what us watching it so late. Yeah. I I'm not trying to be a cheeky fuck here, but the the two main storylines both felt like B plots even though one of those <laughs> has bees in it and is a b-plot but like a plot. i just there's yeah. nothing yeah, there's happened no there's no a-plot like the, yeah exactly yeah the stakes was uh oh, we got to communicate with this angry guy who doesn't speak english and we need to move those people over there so they can drink water right again the, sta- the stakes are totally removed once you realize somebody speaks korean and english and then that the caves and the beach are so close together that it doesn't matter if you stay at one or the other that right. all yeah, the, t- the stakes have completely been sandblasted away precisely yep <laughs> I'm still laughing at B-plot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But we still got a crown and MVP of this episode. Who was your favorite? Who was the best? Who should get all the antihistamines? <laughs> Kim, who was your lost MVP? Uh, the boutonniere. Sure. Oh, yeah. The first one or the second one? Yes, it's the same one. Sure. It is. This yeah. shit wasn't the concept real. of the boutonniere? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Very abstract. Because otherwise, we have we have no sun without that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very true. JP. 
I'm going to say pre-gin, but pre-Mr. Pake. Sure. Man, just the gin that Sun fell in love with. I love him, too. Pure gin. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uncorrupted gin. Uh, yeah. Even though, uh, even though he he has his heel, <laughs> you know, phase, yeah. Um, and we we learn to love him again. I I do love when Jin's being charismatic as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, I'm not gonna do this ever again. I'm leaving it blank. What? No standouts. Sorry. I'm and I'm not giving out a participation trophy. I take the wow. bees. Wow. <laughs> Your MVPs, MVP. No, no, I can't. I I I racked my brain this entire day. I mean, I I just pulled gin out of my ass. I would like. (laughs) Oh, so many jokes. Oh, (laughs) stop it, Kimberly. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I I I can't. Nobody. Nobody really. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it in the past. I've just given it to somebody just for them having been there and nothing done, nothing egregious. But the more I thought about it, everybody did something that annoyed me enough to take them out of contention. Why do you yeah. think my MVP was a flower? <laughs> exactly. Sh- should we all just abstain? I'm abstaining. You guys don't. Uh, you guys absolutely don't have to. No, I'm definitely picking that flower. Yeah, that's fair. So the other side of the coin, lost forever. Who sucked shit? Who is splitting the hive? Who is uh, <laughs> depleting the island of pollinators? Um, who 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 is lost forever? Kim. Uh, lost forever is Charlie's drugs, um, but nah. <laughs> it's Michael. I I don't know why. No, I do know why. He's just irritating. Sure. Like I want, I want to love him. Yeah. But I just like, ugh. like yeah. Michael's one of those guys that you like save from the trap, and then you quickly walk away because you're like, I don't want you to die, but like I don't want to be your friend. Well, it's again interesting because of Harold Perrineau is a phenomenal actor, um, but especially with the stuff we've been learning about, you know, his own personal struggles with the producers and trying to get stuff that he cared about doing on the show and and all that. The way they were writing the Michael Walt relationship. Just fucking sucked. And that's, I think, pretty, at least here on Lost and Lost, pretty evident as the amount of times that Michael's been the fucking Lost forever. Yeah. That could have been a really compelling storyline. A son and a, and a son and a father reconnecting, and especially in a show where sons and fathers are such a big deal. But They just make him out to be, like, relatively, like, he's always a nuisance. He's right. always causing yeah, and problems. It's one note he, like, too. has it's all... no redeeming. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, JP. <laughs> I'm going to give it to my sweet baby boy. There's no world where, stop, we're going to bamboozle these bees is the right call. <laughs> it should just be, Charlie, fucking get off the beehive, run, run you fucking smack-addicted idiot. Like, right. don't try and be the fucking animal whisperer here, dude. Run when it's bees. You don't fuck with bees. Yeah. No doubt. When killer bees are chasing you, you're supposed to run into tall grass. I read that in a survival book once. I don't know if that's bullshit or not. I, I buy it because they can't. Yeah. If it's thick, tall grass, they probably can't fly that well, and they're, they're gonna I was have a tough time. Water. You're not supposed to go in water because they'll just hover over you. Yeah, I'll oh, wait. They'll, wait. they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll wait you out. You'll either get stung to shit in the face or you'll drown. Well, listen, I'm going in the water and I'm leaving my shirt on, so clearly I'm going to die from the bee attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say every time I go to the lake. I'm going in the water and I'm leaving my shirt on. Um, uh, Adam. His presence is always felt. 
even if he doesn't appear. What? Uh, Mr. Paik. Oh. oh. He is the corrupting force that forces Jin down this path, or like presents Jin with this like offer he can't refuse type of thing. You know, Jin's still allowed to make his own decision, but it, the decision he makes to work for Mr. Paik only makes sense if the end goal is to become partners with Sun. Yeah. And Mr. Paik's a giant piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he is. So I'm going to give it to Mr. Paik. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. And that's and that's that's all she wrote. Kim, thank you so much for being on the show. Coming Thanks back. Thanks for having me. Hanging out. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? This will air late August. Yeah. Coming soon, the uh, local 141 has a Bucket Brigade, which is our peer support team. Um, we'll be starting our own podcast called Rig Checks. Hell yeah. It's about keeping our most important rigs up to date and working. And that's our firefighters themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More more to come. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's not just for firefighters. I think there's going to be uh, useful information in that show that will, of course, be helpful for uh, for first responders. But people in general, I think it's I think could get a lot of get a lot out of it. So absolutely. I mean, Kim's always sneaking useful like relationship information into this podcast. <laughs> Imagine where she has a forum where there aren't two fucking idiots talking over her all the time. <laughs> I don't know if I can guarantee that, but... <laughs> well... There'll definitely be a lot fewer B and cum jokes and rejects. No, there won't. <laughs> oh, I was like, I didn't really have any relationship advice in this episode. In fact, I picked the flower as the MVP, which is, like, arguably, like, the worst codependency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's really fair. <laughs> Can't win them all, right? <laughs> hey. At least I'm aware of it. <laughs> JP, yeah. what are we doing next time? Oh, man. We're getting close to the end of season one yeah, here, man. Dangerously right. close. I see that blue line on our schedule, and I'm like, oh, I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> um, if you're looking to be lost with us next time, we're going to be watching season two, episode 12, Fire Plus Water. Or Ooh. Fire and Water. <laughs> That's First one what it says. <laughs> Fire Plus Water. Starring Charlie. Char- Charlie Hieronymus Pace. Bass player of Driveshaft, occasional guitarist, primary songwriter, smack addict, hobbit. <laughs> Beehive breaker. <laughs> Bee bait. <laughs> Bee baiter. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, boy. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll, it'll be, be good. good. It'll be good. We're bringing back Kevin Hoyas for yep. that one. So yep. always a good time. Always a good time. Resident music expert. Resident moth expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and resident moth expert. Yeah, Mo- Moth correspondent Kevin Hoyas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Kim, thank you. Adam, thank you. And thank you, all of you out there listening to this episode of Lost on Lost. Yep. Uh, I'm Adam. Yeah, I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on on the show? No. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, 
Facebook and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,